Welcome back for another episode of Counting the Stars. I'm Mary Gillum, and I'm here for morning coffee with my husband, Malone Gillum, where we ponder and discuss the big questions of life. Who are we? Why are we the way we are? What is truth and what is fiction? And just as endless as the stars in the sky are, our exploration never runs out of new questions and discoveries. So grab a cup of coffee for yourself if you like, and join us as we dive into what's unfolding this week. Let's focus in on seeing a little more of life and truth and do some growing up together as family. Here we go. All right, here we go. This is take two of episode five. (laughs) I'll just share with you my my brief technical challenge of yesterday. Um, A lot of what goes into making this podcast is new to me, including microphones and setting up a soundboard correctly, so I just didn't have my levels the way they should have been. So yesterday's lovely conversation never made it out because my mic was turned way down and Malone's microphone was turned way up, so he sounded awesome. (laughs) (laughs) And you couldn't hear me at all, so it would have been a hard conversation to follow. So we'll get we'll just start with a brand new one this morning. We have them every day. <laughs> you can't recreate them. <laughs> uh, so I just came in from off the porch. I mean, this is this is what happens. This is real life stuff. I have a real love for plants right now. I mean, I always have, but it's early summer we have this beautiful vegetable garden and I've never planted a vegetable garden behind the house so I'm so thrilled with that and this is the time of year where I love setting up the porch with plants and it's just a haven for me so a couple days ago I bought the most beautiful princess fern I've ever seen and a pot to put it in and found a great place for it set it up. And ever since I planted it, I'm concerned about this fern. I'm like, oh no, princess fern's not looking good. And so I'm sitting out there this morning having my first cup of coffee and the cat Alex jumps up and sits down in the middle of the princess fern. (laughs) I'm like, no! It's, yeah, um, so I had my own little feline encounter today, (laughs) Uh, and just a disclaimer, this is going to say more about me than it does about cats, so uh, I came out of the shower, and the TV was on in our bedroom, and I thought, well, that's curious, nobody's in here, Uh, the remote control's on my bedside table, so I walked over there, and the indoor cat, Pippin, <laughs> had gone over onto the bedside table and tried to drink from my glass of water from the night and had proceeded to dump it on a new book that I had bought and my phone and the TV remote control. And 
you know, in the grand scheme of things, it's not much. But it is amazing the violent energy that I contain in my body right now. Uh, I could snap that cat's neck with probably very little difficulty. Now, I'd regret it. So don't, it's not that I'm just, you know, have no uh, qualms about it, but. It's funny, as I said, it says more about me, the things that kind of can set you off. And uh, you have to then deal, or I do, with the physical energy that it brings. And, you know, the I can't snap my fingers and make it dissipate. So thank you, Pippin, <laughs> for a wonderful start to the day. He's not in the room, but I'm going to give him the warning. Mm-hmm. Run, Pippin. <laughs> Go hide thyself. <laughs> Uh, so should we introduce or should we um broach the subject of the enneagram just to talk about maybe the three centers the body the heart and the head yeah so if that's a brand new word to you enneagram spelled e-n-n-e-a-g-r-a-m is simply another tool in all the various tools out there that um, it helps diagnose certainly personality, but it's so much deeper than that. Um, Kind of, um, it can lead you on pathways of kind of more, a more integrated life. So, the main thing I want to say, I, I'm no expert at this, is uh, don't think of it simply as a parlor trick of, oh, I'm a particular number, isn't that neat? Because uh, that doesn't take us very far, but uh, that it actually, you can learn some things about yourself and move towards more health, which of course is my goal here because I don't want little things like this to set me off, but at least I recognize them. And and Mary brings this up because it's very much connected to my Enneagram number. And there are nine numbers, um, one through nine. Uh, and there are th- three different, uh, well, not quadrants, because I'd make them four. It's uh, three sections with three numbers each. Uh, the body center, so you feel the energy and instinctual stuff, which is where I am. I, I talked about feeling the anger and the whatnot in my body. The head center, so you live in your mind, and then the heart center, which is more feeling oriented. But mm. I'll turn it back over to you. I don't know what. Else yeah, you I mean, say. it's hard. This the enneagram is um, a very in-depth, like long-term study tool of self-awareness. So you dive in and you learn about these different numbers and we all have all of these numbers like, um, what's a good way to say it? We can relate to all these numbers because to some level we have, we are all these numbers together, but we have a predominant number, um, that kind of works its way out in us. And when we started studying this and reading about it, what, three or four years ago? Mm-hmm. Um, we we misnumbered ourselves, both of us. 
And, and because you just jump to, oh, a label that seems like it fits. And so as we continued to read and continue to grow and what's happening, why do I do the things I do? Why do I react this way in certain situations? So you're, so it develops this, this way of listening and a way of observing yourself. So just doing that and understanding yourself better, even if you don't have your number right away. It's been so helpful to say, oh, well, there's nothing necessarily wrong with me. It's just that I've developed these patterns since I was a child to protect myself or survive in the world and and just take a deep breath. You know, don't be so self-critical um, because I think we are we are so critical of ourselves and therefore critical of others which only compounds our suffering as we walk through life <clears throat> yeah so uh, if you're interested in learning more about the enneagram uh, here are a few names uh, of people uh, richard rohr spelled r o h r he's a franciscan uh Friar from New Mexico has some good material. Uh, Ian Cron, C-R-O-N, has written some books. Um, Hudson and Ross, two last names, uh, are experts. And then Chris Hewerts, and I'll probably butcher this, but I think it's H-E-U-E-R-T-Z. Um, great uh teacher of this as well. So if you're interested, those are some names. You can find the resources. But uh, it made me think as Mary was talking, it's kind of like the light shining in the darkness. Mm -hmm. And this is simply a tool to shed some light on yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's it. So don't, this is not a an Enneagram infomercial. It is simply this is not a paid advertisement. No, not a paid advertisement, <laughs> although I would take some money for it. Uh, but it's simply just another tool to, of self-awareness, and uh, which is great, but self-awareness without then a pathway towards uh, more wholeness is not very helpful. So we have found that this does provide that. Yeah, and the other great benefit we've certainly experienced in our marriage and even in broader relationships is that when you start to like listen to the information and the tendencies and the kind of the wounds that create the different numbers and why they think the way they do and act the way they do is that you develop a lot more compassion and awareness and forgiveness for people around you. Absolutely, and for yourself, as you said earlier. Yeah. Um, when I <clears throat> like this morning, I feel this rage <laughs> uh, rising up inside of me. Before uh, I spent much time on the Enneagram, um, I didn't know what to do with it, and I could be very condemnatory about myself as to why are you, you know, why do you do this? You're so. Uh, emotionally immature what's your problem and this helps explain why 
those things trigger for me. So just knowing that is helpful. And then I can begin to move towards a path of uh, more, you know, integration or wholeness or health, if you will. Um, so it's a good, it's a good tool. Yeah. And because I am the number that I am, I'm over in the heart center and I'm a people pleaser and I take everything to heart when Malone, you know, reacts in anger, just being himself, being that body center, I would like take it personally and like hide and think, what did I do wrong? And, and take on the responsibility of his emotions for myself. Like, how do I fix this? What did I do? And so it's been a tension in our marriage for years. And now we're like, oh, we just understand what's happening. What's the dynamic in those times? And there's so much less tension. There's so much more understanding. And like, we help each other through those times now. Absolutely. And I guess just a clarification Anger, yes, but I don't, if you're listening out there, you think, oh my God, he must rampage. I wonder if he hits her. No. No, no I just, <laughs> I can hold a lot of anger and it affects my mood and my demeanor. It's not that I'm a... He is not a monster. Yeah, I'm not wrecking the house or throwing stuff. Not uh, at all. <laughs> well, in someone who's a heart center um, and who's really aware of the tone in a room is so sensitive and picks up really subtle emotions very easily. And that's what I do. So I'll be better. Pippin. Pippin will survive another day. Go sleep under the sofa for a while. (laughs) And my princess fern will be moved from its current location. Oh, dear. So I don't know if a lot of this stuff any of you have ever thought about, or because I guess unless someone begins to talk about it, we can sometimes take it for granted and not even notice it. But that's part of what this Counting the Stars is all about, is... Um, Certainly the wonder of God and our universe and the majesty of both of those things, the creator and what's been created, and we're a part of that. But just seeking to live more honestly and fully in the midst of it. Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes that is shining the spotlight on uh, the darker places in our lives, such as what I'm describing this morning just to to understand it a bit better and and then continue to to move on I I would say there can be a in my opinion don't get in the ditch of making it the be-all end-all because then that robs the living of life from you it's again it's a It helps assess some things. It helps maybe put you on a path towards uh, some things um, as any other tool would. But there's so much of life to be lived that you don't want to pour all of your interest and energy into one thing like that because I don't think that's fruitful. 
Yeah, that's a really good point. And I think you could apply that to any kind of teaching or, or area of study. If we're constantly reading other people's information and we're just trying to pour stuff into ourselves and we're not stepping away from that material and living life and listening from the inside of ourselves, we've cut, our, we've cut off half the learning process. No doubt about it. And uh, gosh, that makes me think of something that I feel is so important. And that is, in this journey of counting the stars, it has been so, um, well, I'm using the word important again, but uh, it is to ex- for us to expose ourselves to different perspectives and points of view, and then we have brains talk about it and and decide what we think is valid and dismiss the things we don't because if you get so uh such tunnel vision on one perspective that you're comfortable with um it can become at least in my experience so obsessive and um and limiting in your life. So, for instance, another place I can begin to feel anger is all the conspiracy theory stuff out there. Mm-hmm. Um, people who just spend all their energy reading uh, more data on you know all these conspiracies, and that's all they'll listen to, and they won't listen to anything else, and any word that that refutes or contradicts what they have to say they've been told to dismiss and they will not believe it and I've lived part of my life that way when I was younger Um, I know exactly what it's like Uh, so I'm not speaking of something theoretically I lived it for years I understand it Um, if you want a kind of a an example of what this looks like I recommend um the HBO documentary Going Clear. Intelligent people who get sucked into something, and uh, it, it's not because you you know they're idiots. They're searching for more meaning and depth in their life, and but they become so narrowly focused that it traps them, and that's what the, you know this does. And you see it in the world around us politically, particularly right now, which is so sad. Mm-hmm. Um, the tunnel vision on the right and the left, it's caused them to dig in their heels and not even be able to have conversations and disagree civilly. Um, and so <clears throat> I got on my soapbox, but uh, that's why I'm saying expose yourself to different perspectives. You won't and I don't agree with all of them, but it's healthy to say why. You know, I go back to Covey, if y'all remember the habits for highly successful people. Uh, I'll never forget being going through a course in this. And that one law or one adage of um, seek first to understand and then to be understood. Why is that person saying the things they're saying? What is in their history that informs why they're saying that. That's so important to 
try to get where they're coming from. Doesn't mean you have to agree, but then you have some sense of um, being able to evaluate what they're saying more honestly. That's all really, really good. Um, and we'll have lots of things to add to the notes, so you don't have to memorize the names, and I'll, I'll record them all so you can look them up if you like. And, and I'll just throw one into the mix. Anne Long's book on listening is developing um, like an awareness of, are you willing to listen? What's, have you been listening at all? to yourself and to others and to the world and to God. And this side of, of a relationship, I think, is way underappreciated and underdeveloped as a whole for people. But boy, is it needed. <laughs> it is needed. Um, yeah, just to act like people again. Wouldn't that be beautiful to witness? And it is happening. Look, there are wonderful people out there. Um, I love the stuff that John Krasinski's been doing with some good news. If you've seen any of that on YouTube, there's a lot of great stuff out there. But boy, it can get drowned out uh, with the uh, chest beating of the talking heads out there. Yeah. So don't only listen to them. Go out and count some stars. Yay. Hooray. Well, and I'll just say, you know, it's doing this podcast is such an interesting process. Um, but it's even more encouraging and more validating to me that this process of conversation that is honest, that is, that is deep, that is thought provoking, and that it doesn't demand that we have the answers. It just requires engaging with honesty. Engaging the questions, yeah. Yeah. As our friend Paul Young says, one question is worth a thousand answers. Something like that, Paul. But. Thanks for sharing your time with us today. We hope you feel encouraged and included in all of these discussions. Above all, we really want you to know that you matter. And we're all really just one big family. So until next week, keep noticing your stars. Enjoy your freedom to explore life and just take it one step at a time.